We have a special episode today of No Crying in Baseball, and with us is Andrew Whitener, who's the owner of District Performance and the head strength and conditioning coach of DC Dynasty Baseball, but we're especially talking to him because of his work with DC Girls Baseball. So hey there, and and Coach Whitey is how we're going to call you, is that right? That's That works great. Okay, welcome to the show. We're happy to have you. Thank you very much. I'm happy to be here. Excellent. Can you um, set us up a little bit and tell us about your baseball history? What's baseball been in your life up to now? Sure. Um, I I grew up a a huge baseball fan. Uh, I played, like a lot of kids, uh, a lot of sports when I was growing up, but baseball was always my favorite. Um, My dream as a kid, again, like like a lot of kids, was to, to play professional baseball. So I uh, kind of pursued that as much as I could. I play. I'm from Washington D.C., so I played baseball at uh, Wilson High School, and then I played in college as well. I went to Princeton University, played baseball there, and uh, when I graduated, that was pretty much the end of my. Uh, that was the end of, of my playing career. And basically, as soon as I as soon as I graduated and moved home, I started coaching. Um, so you know, fast forward. That was 2012, and fast forward to now. I basically do two things. I, I coach baseball, as you mentioned. I'm the, I guess the the title is the head strength and conditioning coach for DC Dynasty, but I uh, I coach baseball for them as well. So I do that, and then I I own and run uh, District Performance, which is my um, athletic performance company. I do some some personal training with um, clients of all ages and fitness levels, and then um, I kind of my specialty is is training young baseball players. So I kind of have um, I kind of get to work with baseball players and, and work around the sport from a couple of different angles, um, which is, you know, really interesting and, and intellectually stimulating for me. Um, and it's kind of the way I get to stay connected. So I would call myself now a, a big baseball fan. I, I'm a huge fan of the Washington Nationals. I'm from D.C. And um, obviously this last year, the 2019 season was incredible. We had um, a lot of fun, then, too. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. I mean, it's just yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm a a polyglot sports fan. So I, I really enjoyed the Washington Capitals run a couple of years ago that kind of broke up our, our championship drought, but you know, baseball is my favorite sport by far. So it was just, I mean, gosh, unbelievable. Actually, I, I got married in the fall and, and I got married on uh, on a Saturday and it was during the NLCS. We we're playing the Cardinals and <laughs> and we just woodshedded them for four games, but wow. Uh, but, so, and, and you hadn't quite expected that when you set your wedding date, is that <laughs> I mean, clearly not, you know, yeah. <laughs> life has taught me to prepare to be let down by all of my sports teams. Um, I know the but, feeling. Yeah. So we had that incredible game as the Brewers and then, and then, uh, we're able to take down the Dodgers. So we're in the national league championship series. And, um, you know, my wife is, is very, she, she really enjoys sports. I wouldn't say she's, you know, a huge sports fan and that she, you know, plays fantasy sports and is really involved, but she loves going to games, but it was very clear that, you know, the, the wedding and I, I wanted it to be this way too. It's not like I'm being strong armed into it. Like the wedding was very important to me, but I, good I answer, had this good moment. <laughs> Thank you. I had this moment during the wedding when I kind of realized that I had put, I had put the right vibes out into the world when over the course of this, you know, incredibly beautiful day, like 10 different people would just walk by me and say something nice about the wedding. They would say, Oh, it's ceremony is great. You know, whatever. And they say, 
Nationals are up four to zero. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> That's I totally was waiting for that line. And I was not looking for it. I didn't check my phone one time. I was I was I was on task and very good and very much in the moment. But I, I'm I impressed. I would not have thought, been. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> People thought that was the right thing to do. And they were right. And I appreciated it. So it was great. That is really good. So before we get on to DC Girls Baseball, when you were growing up here, there were no nationals. So like when you were picturing yourself playing for Major League Baseball, what was your team? What what, what was who were you going to play for and what were you going to play? Yeah, it's are, are the two of you from DC? Are you from the area? Not at all. Yeah, I'm, I'm all. from okay. Cleveland and I'm from Boston. From oh, OK, got it. My mom's from Cleveland, actually. So. Uh, growing up, you know, and, and this is a this is a continuing. I call it a problem now, but it was just the it was just the state of being back then. People just adopted. Uh, this was before you know the social media era, where it seemed like kids just glom onto superstars. So right. you would adopt the, the you know the the team of your parents. So my dad's from St. Louis, my mom's from Cleveland. Um, so I kind of followed the the Cardinals and the Indians. Um, and but you know if you wanted to go to games back then, you had to go to to Baltimore and go to Camden Yards. So it was really kind of it was scattershot, you know. It was I had all of those, all of those loyalties as a kid, and um, and we would go to Orioles games. So I'm not sure I had like a firm, you know, like if if you grew up in in Boston, you'd only ever see yourself playing for the Red Sox if you're a kid. I would imagine. Yeah, that's so that, sure. that didn't really exist in in the same way. Um, so some combination of the, I mean, I have these great memories of visiting Cleveland and going to see the. Kenny Lofton, Omar Vizquel, oh. Roberto Alomar. In, I mean, these awesome teams. Jim Tomei, you're, David you're, Justice. Patty's about to cry over here. This is oh, like her youth. Do you remember those teams? That was incredible. I, I went to – I was at Jacobs Field when I, I don't remember how old. My grandfather's a huge Indians fan. And I saw Kenny Lofton bring a home run back over the center field fence. And it was oh just God. one of those things that you couldn't convince me that he didn't jump 10 feet into the air and, you know, climb over six fans and then do a backflip off the wall and bring it back. I mean, it was just <laughs> when you're a kid, it's just larger than life. So, I had I had my photo taken with Kenny Lofton at the All-Star Game Fan Fest in Cleveland. And wow. I almost wept right then and there. <laughs> yeah. And oh, Omar Vizquel, too. Yeah. Like both of them. Patty was almost a puddle at the fan so Fest. So if you've listened to the show at all, you know, we have our baseball boyfriends. Omar Vizquel yes. was my first yes. and forever boyfriend. Wow. I love him oh, more than anything. Outstanding. I mean, that's the, for my money, the greatest double play combination in the history of the game is Vizquel to Alomar. Yep. Uh, yep. In the middle for the Indians. And then Alomar went on. Unfortunately, he was my favorite player. Roberto Alomar is my favorite player as a kid. And then he did the the spitting thing, uh, which I think was in Toronto. And that was really unfortunate. I didn't really understand this. I think my parents were a little horrified that he was, you know, the player I hitched my wagon to. But yeah, yeah. whatever. He was a smooth fielding second baseman, which I thought was pretty awesome. I'm just saying that Whitey and I are going to be best friends now. So sorry, Potty Mouth. We have a thing <laughs> Apparently, now. Apparently, so. you know, I'm going to reel y'all in because all right, all right. the reason yes. why yes. we asked you here is because we had heard about you from our friends at DC Girls Baseball. So yes. we'd love to know more about how you got involved with them and when. How did this whole thing start happening? Sure. So I, uh, like I mentioned before, I, I've been coaching for DC Dynasty Baseball, which runs travel teams and uh, winter camps and clinics and lessons and all that kind of thing in the DC area. So I've been coaching for them since I guess the first season was 2013. I played for them. I was on one of the first DC Dynasty Baseball summer teams back when I was in high school. So the the founder, Antoine Williams, was my coach back then. He coaches baseball. He's the head baseball coach at the Murray School here in D.C. And uh, I've been coaching for them. I, I coach youth teams now since like 2013. So a couple of years ago, 
I was coaching a 13U team. I've kind of settled into middle school baseball, which, you know, to some people sounds horrifying, but I actually love it. I think the age of kid, is just, it's just perfect for, for um, baseball coaching. And I coached, uh, I coached a girl named Paloma, and her mom is the uh, president and I believe founder. Um, forgive me, Ava, for misspeaking if I don't get it right, but the uh, president of DC Girls Baseball. And I didn't, I had never heard of them at the time. I was just coaching. Um, I was coaching, you know, Ava's daughter Paloma on my, my dynasty team. And that's how we kind of, you know, first got to know each other. And, um, and then I don't remember exactly how much time passed after, you know, I coach it, I'll coach a team in the, in the fall season and maybe the same group in the spring. And then the next year comes around, I usually coach a, a different age group. So I don't just stay with these kids the whole time. Um, so I think some time passed and, and I, you know, through Ava learned about DC girls baseball. And then I don't, I don't remember who deserves credit for the idea. Originally, it's probably her and not me, but um, it's always fair to give her the credit. I think. Yeah, it was a hundred percent her. I played no role. In that. <laughs> she just, I think she'll you know, appreciate the, that. The visionary. Um, <laughs> no, she is actually. And, and so she had this idea to, um, you know, organize some strength and conditioning work for the girls, for the DC girls, baseball girls. So she asked me if I'd be interested. I said, absolutely. Um, and didn't really know kind of what that would look like, but uh, in terms of like how many times a week or how many girls would be interested. And, and since then we've been running, you know, at least like three seasons a year, um, they'll, they'll bring a group of girls in. It's usually about five, say five or six girls. And they come in to work out at, at my gym, which is at the DC dynasty, uh, indoor baseball facility. They'll come in once a week and, uh, and they do some strength conditioning work. It's a, it's a group that's generally between the ages of like, I think 11 is like the youngest girl we have, uh, in that group. And then it'll go up to like age 14. That's, that's kind of the, the sweet spot. Um, and then, oh, and I still train Ava's daughter, uh, Paloma, but she's, you know, she's in high school now and she goes to, she actually goes to the high school that I used to go to Wilson. Uh, and she trains with me in, in one of my, you know, normal high school groups. Um, so I kind of stay connected to the, the older generation of, of DC girls, baseball girls that way. Um, so yeah, that's about it. They, they train once a week and, and, uh, it's, it's just an outstanding thing they're doing. And I love working with the girls and it's just, it's one of the best hours of my week. Do, do the girls approach conditioning any different than the groups of boys that you work with or when the groups are mixed? Is it different versus the boys when the, or, or when the groups are mixed? Um, I, you know, I, I would say generally not. I mean, I never really thought, I've never really thought about it that way. Um, That's kind of good actually. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I, I don't think so. I think they're, they're generally a little bit younger. So like I've trained, I've trained, I, I coach, you know, middle school, um, middle school baseball. And I've coached a number of girls on my dynasty teams over the years, but obviously the, ma the majority are boys. Um, but the kids I train in the weight room are generally a little bit older. They tend to be high school. And then I train some college guys and I've trained a couple of, of professional players here and there. So the biggest difference really is just age, you know, an 11 year old, um, is a little bit different from, uh, from a 16 year old. Um, however, I, this is probably just some selection bias of families who will, you know, seek out and find, a, an incredible organization like DC girls baseball. But these girls are, I mean, I, I, there is an 11 year old, she's whip smart. She's incredibly mature. Like, um, so she's definitely not a, not a normal 11 year old, but yeah, the only difference I would say is, 
is age. I mean, the, part of the reason I love this group is because I have this this view that um, regardless of the of the sport, you know, the the disparities and opportunities for female athletes versus male athletes are you know is well documented and and unacceptable. But from a strength and conditioning standpoint, just overall in life, not just for athletes, but just for women in general, like we have these societal pressures that exist. I, you know, can't for the life of me figure out why, but these societal pressures around, um, strength and conditioning, body type, beauty, like all of these things are kind of intertwined to make, I believe women feel less comfortable in a weight room. And I just think it's ridiculous. And I know it's ridiculous in an athletic context. So one of the reasons I love this group so much is because I get this, it's small. It's not like I'm, I'm not a world beating life changer, but it's a small way to create a, a positive environment for these, this group of girls to get introduced to the weight room. And, and maybe they'll learn something that will positively affect their performance on the baseball field. But moreover, I think they'll have this positive association with doing strength and conditioning and it doesn't have to be you know, getting on an elliptical for 60 minutes so that they can, you know, burn fat and, and become somebody else's, uh, view of, of what beautiful is. Are, are um, they in the, in the training facility w- with boys at the same time? Like, have you had any, anything come to mind about reactions from boys while the girls are in there? Do you see any dynamics that way? Well, their group, you know, since the group's organized through DC Girls Baseball, they tr- they're like in the, you know, the, the actual gym space at this at the facility is relatively small. So they're in there, you know, for their own hour. Um, but there are there, the, the facility is, you know, an indoor baseball training facility. So there's yeah, there's boys all over the place, people doing private lessons, people doing, you know, sometimes there's a baseball practice going on or a camp or something like that. So it's very common that they would um, kind of you know, rub elbows with boys who are around, even if they're not lifting in the same group. And I, I would say generally, no, I don't think, I mean, I, like I said, they've, I've had girls on my DC dynasty teams forever. I have, um, I, I can't think of a, a single time it's been an issue. I mean, uh, it's, it's something I, really, I think I kind of take this for granted. I mean, you know, we're in Washington, DC, it's this incredible, um, you know, liberal bubble where people are, much more likely to be accepting of this kind of thing. But no, I really, it's never been, it's never been an issue. Nobody's ever, I mean, you should ask them, you know, their, their experience is going to be different than my own for sure. But, um, I think it's just really normal. That's really cool. They get their lift in. Yeah. It's, it's great. All right. Are there any real beasts on the team? Anybody who's just there? Like you just watch, watch out. Here I am. Get out of my way. I got this. You know, it's funny that I haven't seen most of them play baseball. You know, the, the, my interaction with them is, is mostly, you know, just in the, in the gym. Um, some of them are strong and good movers, man. And they, and they've just been steadily getting more efficient. They're a little young to be just, they're a little young to be really pushing around big weight loads yet. That would be true if they were boys too. Um, you know, you have like 11 to 14 year olds, from a strength and conditioning standpoint, teaching them the skills of, of the gym and and improving their athletic performance is very safe for everyone, but you just don't get a lot of bang for your buck in terms of, um, really getting aggressive with weight loads. So not really in that way, but, um, yeah, their, you know, their attitudes about strength and conditioning really run the gamut, just like every boys group I've ever done. Some are fiercely self-motivated and, 
and want, you know, want every set to be heavier. They want to get better at everything. They want to do more push-ups. They want to do you know, all that kind of thing. And then some are, um, some are, you know, maybe Tim is the wrong word, but some need, you know, some need a pat on the back and a push and a, Hey, that looked great. Can put a little more on. You'll be fine. So, hey, so, you, 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 yeah, go ahead. No, just how, how do you set the goals with them then? Like, is it an individual thing with each kid working on their own set of goals? Are there goals for the whole team? How do, how do you work on their progression? I guess. You know, the, I, I, w- I wouldn't really view it through through the the lens of of like really concrete goals like we need to lift X amount of weight or mm-hmm. or you know we need to improve by X amount of of repetitions uh, I, because they're training once a week you know just from an, an athletic improvement standpoint you know once a week is very good but definitely not enough to make like huge you know performance gains you know you'd never tell a a professional athlete like you know all you got to do is lift once a week so I really view it as trying to improve, um, there are like some general movement patterns that, uh, you can improve in a gym. So we try to teach them the basics of strength and conditioning training, layer on enough baseball specific work, um, things that'll take care of their, you know, shoulder and elbow health that, that a thrower is going to encounter, you know, more than a, a basketball player, for example. Um, so we layer in enough of that, that I feel like I'm delivering on, on it, helping them improve specifically as baseball players. And then a lot of it is, um, the improvement in sports that just comes from an overall improvement in, you know, athleticism, body awareness, um, you know, proprioception, like all that kind of thing. And then exposing them to things that they'll use later in their lives, you know, from, I've been training people for seven years now and, you know, 0.001%, you know, makes a dollar playing professional sports. So most likely they won't either, but teaching them how to keep themselves healthy and fit in their lives, um, I think is really important. So I try to kind of cover that base as well so that when they're, you know, 20 in college and they, they're living away from home and they know they need to, you know, do some exercise to keep themselves healthy and fit, they know their way around the weight room and they can kind of draw on some of that, um, technique and experience. Do you feel like these, when they're 20, they're still going to be playing baseball? Can you, t- I mean, can you tell if they have the bug and like they're, they're in it or it's just fun for now? Great question. Um, I would say it's hard to say at that age, you know, kids, kids from 11 through high school. Um, there are certainly some who are, you know, just absolute fire breathers and, and love the game. Um, but then a lot of them, you know, their preferences shift, their kids, their preferences shift a lot. They shift based on their friend group and what their school offers. And if they meet a, a a great coach that is going to, you know, kind of stoke that, stoke that flame and, and that interest for the game. And obviously since they're in this DC girls, DC girls baseball group, like they're checking a lot of those boxes, they're putting themselves in an environment that's going to cultivate their love of baseball. And that's something that that organization does excellently well. Um, so that's great, but yeah, I mean, it changes. And, and while I think it's really important that, and this is something again, DC girls baseball does incredibly well. It's really important that they have the opportunity that if they want to keep playing baseball, that they can, which is awesome. You know, uh, as much as more girls playing baseball is cool, you know, I don't really care what they do. If they, they want to keep playing baseball forever. I say this about the boys too. If they want to keep playing baseball, great. If they want to play basketball instead, great. If they want to, you know, if they want to become a professional musician, they go to college and they start playing the saxophone, you know, great. Um, but I think sports 
is a great opportunity to teach some excellent life skills. So I'm happy that they're doing it now. And I'm really happy that DC Girls Baseball is providing opportunities for them to do it more and 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 get better coaching and more opportunities to play in these incredible tournaments that they go to and you know, that kind of thing. So yeah, hard to say. Hard to say if any of them are going to, um, you know, whatever, be a pro or, or whatever it is, or kind of stay in the game forever because kids tend kids interest shift. But, um, I, I, it does seem clear that because they're in this organization, they're going to have the opportunity and that is outstanding. Although it, there's always that issue of opportunities for girls at higher levels, because we don't sure. have major league baseball where we have a lot of women playing and maybe that's a goal someday, or maybe a women's league is a goal someday. But have you, have you gotten to the point where you've had some older players, who want to move on for baseball. And there's that issue of where do I go? What are my opportunities for the future? No doubt about it. Um, you know, I've either through dynasty or through these, um, DC girls baseball groups, um, some of their girls now, including Ava's daughter, you know, is now in high school. So she's, you know, a lot of the high school baseball, thankfully in Washington, DC seems accessible to, uh, a lot of them, which is great, which is probably partly due to DC girls baseball. Um, so there's a, co- I can think of, of two of them off the top of my head who have either coached in dynasty or in the, or in the weight room or both who are playing for in their high school baseball program, playing That's for fantastic. a JV team or, or a varsity team. It is fantastic. Um, beyond that, I, I would, uh, yeah, I don't want to speak to, you know, for the kids and kind of put their, put their business on blast, but uh, I think some of them are interested in playing in college. And I, I think you know, I, I struggle with this because I know that I'm in the DC liberal bubble and I don't want to expand, you know, kind of the values of this immediate area and the openness toward putting a, a girl on your high school team to the rest of the country. Cause I know that that's not true uniformly, but I just, what keeps, what keeps coming into my mind when I worry about the opportunities for some of these girls to play beyond high school is that sports is one of the closest things we've got to a meritocracy. And if you're a coach and if some girl is going to go out there and carve people up for seven innings, you're just crazy not to put her out there. So Mm -hmm. I I think that's a little bit of my Washington DC talking. And I think that, that girls would get judged more harshly. I, I know that that's true. Um, but I've seen enough expansion of opportunities just in my relatively short time, you know, knowing about this group and working with these girls that I, I don't see any reason why that wouldn't continue to, to expand. Is it going to expand as fast as as they would all like it to or as comprehensively? I would say probably not. I think that's just the the world we live in. And that's really unfortunate. But these girls are playing high school baseball right now. And, and I can't, and I haven't heard one word of negativity from a teammate, a coach, a parent, anything regarding the fact that they happen to be girls. Uh, and, and that's hopefully, um, you know, kind of a sign of things to come. Let's talk about the other end just for one second. You've got girls out there who are, are getting tracked to softball, whether they want it or not. There's girls who, see baseball, they're, they're Nats fans. This World Series thing happened. I want to play baseball too. But isn't that a boy that my brother plays baseball? What kind of advice would you give to those girls who maybe haven't tried baseball yet and are interested? I, I think if you're I think if you're interested in doing something, hopefully the opportunity exists for you to do it. You know, and and like I said, I don't know if the, I don't know how that is in in whatever, in Tampa. I don't know what that's like. But 
if you're interested in doing something, you should just go and try to do it. I think my general understanding is at least, you know, with, with younger players, I think little league is pretty accessible to, to most, uh, I, I would hope little league is pretty accessible to most girls. You can go and, and you're, it's really, it's really common. So there's little league, there's little leagues in a lot of different places. Hopefully, um, there's one where they live, just go and start playing, man. And, and if you like it, just keep, keep doing it. Um, and then if you, you start to get a little bit older, you realize like, oh, this is something I really care about. Like it is for a lot of the girls in the DC girls baseball organization that I get to work with. You know, they're, they take it a little bit more seriously than just, you know, this recreational activity. Clearly the ones who are coming to the gym, you know, have learned that strength and conditioning is important to improve themselves as athletes. So they're, they're taking it that seriously at least, which is, which is a big step and, and speaks very well to their, you know, acknowledgement of, of the inputs that are required to be good at sports. Uh, so the next step I would say is find some good coaching and that could be from an organization like DC girls baseball, which represents the inclusiveness and, um, accessibility that, that I think we all would, would like to see expand. Um, but it could be from elsewhere. It could be from your local travel organization. It could be from, um, you know, a friend of a friend, you know, it could be from a parent. It could be from a teammate, you know, like try to find somebody who you think can teach you, um, you know, the foundations of, of the game it could be baseball, it could be whatever it is you're, you're interested in, but just play. If you really like it and you really want to get better at it. Awesome. Try to find some good coaching and that'll set you up. Uh, that'll set you up to consistently improve and compound your growth as you get older, which I think is, is really important. I love the positivity of your comments and, you know, just focusing on focusing on what's working. And one thing that we've been doing in following girls baseball is watching this expansion. And I'm hopeful, I'm going to share this hope that there are organizations out there like DC Girls Baseball. Boston has one, LA has one, and Baseball for All, you know, the National Umbrella right. Organization is really working like crazy. And it seems like every year it's getting better. So I think what you're saying should hold true more and more for different communities around the country. At least that's what I'm hoping. Me too. I mean, I, I don't know. I definitely don't know as much about it as as probably I should. And, and as, as it sounds like uh, you guys do, I'm, you know, relatively new to the relatively new to this specific niche. Um, but yeah, I have the same hopes. If people want to do something, they should have an opportunity to do it and and make their own decision. And that's what it sounds like um, these organizations are doing. Cool. We'll drink to that. We drink to a lot of things, yeah. but but that especially, yeah, Coach. We and can no talk. No one said adorable yet. That's good. So oh, cheers! He knows the drinking yeah, game. Yeah, yeah. All right, oh, clank. Okay. <laughs> Before we say goodbye, because we could talk to you all day, and it would be fun to do that. What didn't we ask you that you were hoping we would ask you, or that you want to make sure you tell people? Ooh, um, yeah. shucks. Or we did an think. awesome job. You did an outstanding job. Yep. Um, I don't know. I, I, uh, I think it's really cool that you guys are talking about this kind of thing. Um, I think the organization is, I hope it's come across how, how much respect I have for them. And, um, Jen Stillerman is doing a lot of work. I coordinate with her uh, a lot on, uh, the strength and conditioning group. Her daughter, Alice takes part in it. Um, and yeah, I, I just, I, I love the group. It's, I think the thing that I enjoy the most about it is so much of it I try to treat it so much the same as all the other groups that I do, but it, it's been a real, it's been a real teaching, a real learning experience for me. It's taught me that the beauty of 
DC girls baseball and, you know, just inclusivity overall is you just end up getting a different perspective. You end up getting a different perspective on what it is to be a baseball player, what it is to be a, you know, competitive athlete looking for an edge in the weight room. You get a different perspective on what it is to be a woman versus a man. And I would never have gotten that without training this group of 11 to 14 year old girls. And it's just as much as athletically and from a motivational standpoint, they're very similar to the boys. You know, it's always going to be a little bit different and that's okay. And it's been a real learning experience for me as a coach. And uh, hopefully they get something positive out of coming in every week. Otherwise I would be doing a very poor job. Um, But hopefully they get something positive out of it as well. But um, yeah, I just, I appreciate you guys talking about it and them letting me work with the girls and and I mean, I'll, I'll do this until they tell me I have to stop because I, I, I just love it. It's a great group. Well, we're totally inspired by what you've been telling us. And this has definitely been a learning experience for us as podcast hosts about what's going on. We will definitely be putting a links to DC Girls Baseball in the notes as well as your contact info, if that's okay with you. And Please do, yes. Fantastic. Thank you so much for spending some time with us today. Thank you very much for having me. Really appreciate it. And we will be hearing more about DC Girls Baseball soon. Take care now. Special thanks to you all for tuning in for this very special episode of No Crying in Baseball. And another huge thank you to Coach Whitey, Andrew Whitener, for joining us on this interview episode. Also, big thanks to DC Girls Baseball. We're looking forward to following you throughout the season. Um, Anybody who wants to stay in touch with us can contact us on Twitter at NCIB Podcast or on Facebook and Instagram at No Crying in B-Ball. You can always go to our website, nocryinginbball.com, to get all of our back episodes. And until then, I'll just say good night, potty mouth. <laughs> <laughs>